Pete's Greens, Vermont Food Venture Center, the Center for an Agricultural Economy, the Highfields Center for Composting, Honey Garden Apiaries. While a few of these enterprises have been quietly operating and growing for the past five to ten years, most of them have arrived in the past three years, bringing nearly 100 jobs to a region that very much needed 100 jobs. No, you won't see this from the summit of Buffalo Mountain, but you can see it along Hardwick's block-long Main Street Business District, where local food-based enterprises, Claire's Restaurant and Bar, the Buffalo Mountain Food Co-op, the Village Diner, the Center for an Agricultural Economy, dominate, in some cases inhabiting buildings that had long sat idle. This is not the end of it. Soon the Vermont Food Venture Center, a shared-use commercial kitchen and product development, processing, packaging, and shipping facility, will open in Hardwick, providing a place for small-scale producers to create and distribute value-added goods made with local ingredients, saving them the massive expense and hassle of installing such a facility on their own properties. And the non-profit Center for an Agricultural Economy recently purchased 15 acres of prime agricultural land only two blocks from downtown. Plans call for establishing what the center has dubbed an eco-industrial park, which will potentially include shared office space for the town's ag-based businesses, a year-round indoor farmer's market, farm and garden demonstration sites, a communal composting operation, and rental plots for budding farmers. The recent growth in Hardwick's ag-based commerce is notable for something else. These outfits are, by and large, operated by youthful entrepreneurs, possessing a surprising degree of business acumen. These are not the back-to-the-land dropouts of the region's 1970s homestead agricultural revolution. Smoking joints, hand-milking goats, and bartering grateful dead bootlegs for bunches of warty carrots. Well, okay, perhaps some of this is happening. These are, by and large, graduates of our nation's elite liberal arts colleges who have sought ways to apply their six-figure educations to occupations rooted in the soil. They spend their days tending livestock, fields of lettuce, and racks of cloth-bound cheddar, and their evenings convening to quaff beers and brainstorm the next step for this little settlement that just might be the most important food town in the United States. If that seems like an outsized claim for a small town with a hard-bitten reputation, one need only consider the most recent outbreak of bad food news. The rise in energy and fertilizer prices has led to double or in some cases triple-digit food inflation. In early 2008, the price of rice nearly doubled in a single month. Milk prices are up nearly 100% in two years. Ditto for wheat and corn prices. And with the average piece of American food traveling nearly 1,500 miles from farm to table, it's likely to only get worse, as finite fossil fuel reserves continue to shrink. On average, every calorie that lands on your plate soaked up 11 calories of fossil fuel energy as it was sown, grown, harvested, processed, and shipped. When the price of those 11 fossil fuel calories doubles, then triples, and finally rises exponentially, the cost of that single calorie of nourishment will rise too. It's no great secret that over the past century America's food system has become increasingly industrialized and centralized. It's an economy of scale that has served us well, at least in strictly economic terms. 
1930, the average American family spent 24.2% of its income on food. That number has declined in every single decade since. By 2007, it had fallen to 9.8%. Of course, there are hidden costs in the form of health problems wrought by processed foods and an agricultural industry that has become heavily reliant on subsidies paid out of your taxes. But the fact remains, until very recently, our food has never been cheaper. It has also never been more corrosive to our health and environment. There are other problems with our centralized food system. Most critically, it's vulnerable to energy supply disruptions, terrorist attacks, widespread outbreaks of foodborne illness, and any unforeseen emergency that disrupts the constant flow of trains and trailers. And recent events suggest that it simply might not be able to keep up with a population that's growing at the rate of three million mouths.